0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome into the second edition of Highly Undisputed's Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Garrett. I am here with my co host, Andrew. This is the second episode. We're going to go to the second most important position on the football field, but the number one fantasy football position, the running back spot.
1: I just like to say, I love the intro yeah? of this podcast so much.
0: So you're a little jealous, like, we haven't made the change?
1: No, I, I like, I don't want to switch our regular podcast intro, but this is just so, it's smooth. but It's relaxing a little bit. Whereas, like, I got to get, like, pumped up for our regular podcast intro.
0: I like it. I like that I can just, I don't have to yell right yeah. off the bat. It's kind of nice. Uh, before we jump into the running back spots, though, as a big thing in fantasy is injury. And uh, we're getting into some injuries already in training camp, a few big ones, actually. Um, Let's do the Colts first because I think that's the biggest the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, so Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson are both having foot surgery. Quentin Nelson had his today. I think Carson Wentz has his, had his a few days ago or has it in a few days.
0: Yeah, I want to say it's Friday, I think they said, Thursday or Friday.
1: Which absolutely screws up everything I've ever thought about the Colts for this fantasy season because Jonathan Taylor is now falling down in, in my rankings at least, probably everybody else's. And the Colts wide receivers now have no value on top of the little value they had before. So, but I guess the Colts are fine with Jacob Beeson as starting. So, I mean, we will look forward to that. Hopefully, Carson wants us back sooner than later. I mean, it's going to be tough missing Quentin Nelson for the first six, seven weeks of the season. But
0: I would say that Jonathan Taylor's stock is still the same for me. I don't think that his change is just because of Nelson. I understand how important Quentin Nelson is to the entire offense of the Colts. But, well, I I would still consider Taylor a top 10 running back in fantasy. Like, that's not a question for me. Even with if Jacob Beeson is the starter, I still would have Taylor up there. His production is going to be high. They have to use him. Like, he's important. Um,
1: Well, I mean, they really don't, though, because they have Marlon Mack and they have Naheem Hines. They have all of these guys. Right, but I think that
0: Taylor is – he's above them well no I agree you but know without
1: the best guard in football you don't want your second year guy who just had a huge breakout year as rookie year after Naheem Hines got hurt to suddenly get hurt so I would I'm assuming that the the production that Jonathan Taylor is going to have is going to drop a little bit more now with the, the decreased offensive line it's still one of the best offensive lines in football but missing the best guard in football at who's only 26 years old. This is really really going to hurt. So I am now I think avoiding Jonathan Taylor more than I was before. I had Michael Pittman. That's kind
0: of a shock to me cuz you're a Jonathan Taylor guy.
1: I was I am a Jonathan Taylor guy. Um I didn't think I was going to get him this year. I, I I wanted to see another year of Jonathan Taylor before I said, "Hey, I'm willing to spend a first round draft pick on you." Because nobody said, "Oh, I'm gonna draft to I'm gonna draft Cam Akers in the first round this year before he got hurt." And Cam Akers had a breakout year last year. He was gonna get every single, almost every single snap, almost a third down back or three down back, and then he got hurt. He he was never in the talks. So I don't like the risk that it is of Jonathan Taylor in the first. And now I don't have to take that risk because I'm not willing to pay that price. And I'm not sure on a price on the second round yet. I will get back to you guys later on with that one, but. Another injury we've seen today is Giants' new wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, seen leaving practice with a trainer after holding the back of his leg after a play.
0: This is the one to me that bothers me because yes. here's the thing. Kenny Galladay has had – he's missed a lot of time. I, I want to say he's missed more time than most play- – I would say on he's above average when it comes to missing time.
1: Well, he missed a lot of time last year. Yeah, I want to say he only
0: played like in four games.
1: Um, what's scary though is that he's seen gripping what appears to be his hamstring, which is is scary as a Giants fan, it's scary as a fantasy fan, is that's what he missed two weeks for last year, is a hamstring injury. And nobody likes to see that, but now you have to take another risk of maybe Kenny Galladay is an injury liability this year. And I just did a draft, a mock draft today and Kenny Galladay was my number three receiver and I really didn't like that because the way I had it, I had the second pick, so I got McCaffrey, I had Antonio Gibson, and then late I had Calvin Ridley, Kevin, Kenny Galladay, and CeeDee Lamb were my five main players taken off the board. And that, that scared me a little bit because that's a very good possibility that could happen to a lot of people, and I don't want to spend a fifth-round pick on Kenny Galladay who could miss multiple weeks this year with a hamstring injury if we're already in the preseason and it's happening to him.
0: I mean, I just don't like the fact that he's clearly had issues with soft touch soft, um can't talk, soft tissue injuries before. Yeah. So, especially on a hamstring, which is something that lingers throughout the season, like, if this is going to be a problem for him, Kenny Galladay is already someone I try to avoid. He's already been nicked up. I, at this point, I'm kind of on the... Kenny Galladay really is not someone I'm looking to target as a top top seven player on my team. I wouldn't... I just... I'm out on him. Well, He's problem, so injury-ridden.
1: The problem is, is you have to get the right spot to be able to say that. So what, I'm, what I've am what i realized is I've done probably four mock drafts a day for the past week, and I've realized that with the early picks, Kenny Galladay is your best option come the fifth and the sixth round for wide receivers if you have a top four pick. If you're in the back four of a 12-team draft, Kenny Galladay really isn't going to be there in the fifth, so you'd have to take him in the fourth. And if you're taking Kenny Galladay in the fourth round is your second maybe even number one receiver i feel very bad for you with
0: his injury history i'm just out on no, him until yeah. like round six yeah, yeah. Just out on him till round six i just am i'm not i can't risk taking a wide receiver that's always nicked over a potential second or third running back like that's way more important to me i think that the wide receiver position is incredibly deep there's gonna be a pl- there's gonna be plenty of guys there's other guys on the giants i think i'd rather have i don't think so Ah, uh, that's that's up for debate. We'll do receivers next week, but you know that's that's up for debate. There there are good receivers on the Giants. Like there are there Sterling are Sterling Shepard's a good player, but Kenny Galladay is a step above
1: a lot of wide receivers in the league, and I think he's a step above step or two above
0: every other wide receiver on the Giants. All right, uh, two other quick ones: uh, Tyree kill tendonitis in his knee. But Andy Reid is not concerned about it. They're just lightening the load on him. Uh, this isn't much of anything for me, but if it continues into the season, that could be a problem. Yeah, tendonitis is something you can deal with. Like you can play through it sometimes, and it's something that you just have to rest and it'll resolve itself. It's gonna be. It's kind of the same thing that that the next guy we're gonna talk about with injury
1: is going through. And I'll say it right now, Marquise Brown is the next guy we're gonna talk about with injury, and he has a hamstring injury as well. I believe
0: correct. Yeah, hamstring, uh, he's missed three practices. Yeah, his his
1: is not looking as good as Tyree Kills' is, but they're both speed guys. So, it's scary for me to see that Marquise Brown, who relies heavily on his speed, is having hamstring issues that could linger throughout the entire year and that's another guy where at late in drafts, I'm probably not going to be targeting him. But, I mean, we haven't really seen Tyree kill battle injuries a lot involving his, his legs so, no, but anytime you have lower oh, leg yeah.
0: stuff, that's a problem. I mean, the same thing with Holly, Hollywood Brown. Like lower leg injuries for any receiver is always a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. They're gonna ru- they're gonna linger, and it's hard to make dynamic cuts and agility moves on the field when your lower so- your lower half is compromised. Like that's not something that's easy to do. You know, Hollywood Brown is already a guy that's limited in fantasy. Like if he has a lingering problem, he's a do not draft for me. That's oh, where I'm at. Of course,
1: at. I I'm not really. It's not affecting my rankings with Tyreek Hill because... I'm still taking Tyreek Hill that high. Tyreek Hill is still a top three fantasy wide receiver this year to start off the season, probably even ending off the season. But, I mean, that's pretty much the only injuries we've seen. I mean, we have a little bit with Devontae Smith, but I'm not really too worried about that. One thing I want to explain to some people that are listening that might not understand it is the PUP list because I didn't really know what this was until today. It's the players unable to perform, and each team submits one at the beginning of training camp, and most of those players will get limited training camp and then at the beginning of the season they also make one which could be completely different from the training camp one but if you're on the one at the beginning of the season you miss minimum 6 or 7 games i don't know the exact number i think it's 7 you miss minimum 7 yeah, games yeah i think
0: it's i actually i think it's 6 weeks have, it might have changed because they've added a game it might be 7 now
1: yeah you have to miss 6 or 7 weeks and so i mean be looking out for that i mean you'll the full list will be posted come come season and you should know who's going to be on it like Saquon has a potential to be on it Carson Wentz is probably is almost for certain going to be
0: on it no that's I don't think that they're going to be on it I I think they might be on a short-term IR but they won't be on the pup the pup is completely different from IR that when you're on pup you can't practice IR you can still technically practice so like Wentz they're not going to move him to that I I really doubt that that's going to be something that happens um, you got anything else on injuries? That was all I really had. Not really. I would
1: just be looking. Make sure you're paying attention to what's going on. The apps that you use will be telling
0: you, but make sure yeah, you're always, paying attention. Listen, I'm just going to say it. Always stay heads up on yeah. the injuries. Have your apps open. Because they... like Updates, running everything. Back,
1: running back injuries don't really affect other positions, but when it comes to like a Carson Wentz injury, that affects every single player on the Colts offense that you could draft in fantasy. Or like... I mean, Tyreek Hill definitely affects Patrick Mahomes. Very slightly, but it definitely his number one receiving op one A receiving option definitely affects him in the long run of fantasy. So just be paying attention.
0: That's pretty much all I have.
1: If yeah. you want to jump right into the running back.
0: Just don't be that guy. Don't be the guy that we get to Sunday and you've got a guy that's clearly out in your lineup. Don't be that dude. Yes. All right. Um we have our running back rankings. We are going to do uh what'd we say one to 25.
1: I have 25. It's not really important. I have 25. We past 20. We'll, we'll do, do 25 because
0: okay. if you're in a 10 team or a 12 team league, every single one of these guys is going to get picked at least. So these would be your top two running backs on one of those leagues. And if you're in a deeper league, obviously it keeps going, but you know, I'm not going to give you my entire top 40 ranking. Like, you know, I, I'm not posting this on, well, I could post this online and honestly, we should post these online. So when we do post all of our rankings online, they'll be a lot deeper. But for the podcast sake and to keep it in within time constraints, we're just going to limit it to twenty five for right now. Receivers, we might go to forty because yeah, you it's have a the big number ones and the number twos. And it's just there's there's a lot more involved with receivers, yeah. so that one we might go a little bit deeper on. But running back, I think you get the hint. You, you need to have two of these guys in your on your roster. Yes, uh, I don't want to just go back and forth. How about we do? Uh, like 25 to 20, yeah, that's each fine. of us. So, and then when we get towards like the top 10, we can go one at a time.
1: I have tiers. I have seven tiers. So 25 to 20 is broken up into tier six and seven. So my, uh,
0: for me, 25 to 20 is all the same tier.
1: 25 to 20? Yeah. Actually,
0: okay. I tried to keep it in groups of five. Uh, the top group is only three guys, and then there's one group that's a little deeper. But uh, pretty much I tried to go in groups of five, so that's why I i asked for five at a time um you want to go first yes yeah, sure so my tier seven which is two guys is david
1: johnson and chase Edmonds. two guys that i don't see having a lot of fantasy value to a lot of players but like garrett said if you're in a deeper le- uh, a deeper league david johnson is going to be important because he's a starting running back it's as simple as that starting running backs are, are huge in fantasy whether they're good whether they're bad it really doesn't matter because that's more points than another player is getting for a backup, obviously.
0: To me, Chase Edmonds is my low-floor, high-ceiling guy. Yes. that's If I had to pick one of those guys, it would be him. I think he's a massive boomer bust pick. He's not in my top 25. He just missed the cut. He was uh, 27 for me. Um, My tier 6, which is 20, 21, 22, and 23.
1: 23 is Miles Sanders. Twenty-two is Mike Davis, twenty-one is Miles Gaskin,
0: and twenty is Daryl Henderson. Okay. Um, Miles Sanders also did not make my list. I am not a fan. A lot of injury issues. I if you're a back that's constantly nicked for me, I have to move you down my list. Um now I'm gonna contradict myself here with my twenty fourth slot on that, but Miles uh, Miles Sanders, I'm out. I've I just can't do him. Like, I think that that roster is kind of rough. I think we talked about it actually on the regular podcast, the Eagles roster. I hate it. I think yeah. he's going to have a pretty rough year. It's going to be hard for them to run the ball. Uh, my 25 to 20, I have Ronald Jones at 25, Raheem Mostert. That's my contradiction. Mostert's always injured, but the production when he's on the field is ridiculous. He is incredibly good. Uh, Daryl Henderson at 23. Damian Harris, 22, Josh Jacobs, 21, and DeAndre Swift at 20. Okay. Any, so any issues
1: there? Three of the guys that you
0: named are not on my list. Okay. I'm going to guess it's Jones, uh, Harris, and Moster. Yes. Okay. So those three guys. Which
1: I, I would like to say one thing. I made my list uh, about th- three or four hours ago. I did not have time to update it. It was reported today. Again, that like, it was reported a month ago and it was reported again today that Damian Harris is a step above the rest of everybody else in, in New England, which it doesn't really say a lot with how I like Damian Harris as a running back, but it jumps him up maybe a few more spots to where he could fight for that 24, 25 spot. So
0: so for Harris, uh, he's 22 for me. If Cam is the starter, that significantly moves him down because that he loses a lot of red zone presence there. But... His production is still going to be high. They're going to be a running football team. Um, Jones, I put Jones in the 25 because I think he has a lot of upside. He has a lot of big playability too, and I like that. I think Tampa's going to try to be a little bit more balanced this year than they were last year. They weren't very balanced the first like 10 weeks, and then towards the end of the season, they really started to ride Jones and Fournette a lot. So I kind of like him. Henderson... Just because he's going to be the top guy there, yeah, he's the Rams' number one. Yeah, um, a lot of these guys are buy low guys for me. They they have upside, and you might be able to get them later on in the draft. Some guys might be passing on them, like DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift's going to get kind of overlooked. See, my problem with
1: some of these guys so far, i.e., Chase Edmonds, you name DeAndre Swift, my or not Miles Gaskin, Daryl Henderson, you name Josh Jacobs, is. They're they're not the number one. Josh Jacobs and DeAndre Swift are not the number one in their offense, which I, is I sad. would disagree. Well, Josh Jacobs okay. is well, the, they're number the number one, on one his but they're also splitting carries, is is what I meant to say.
0: Yeah, but we also don't know how much car- how many carries Jacobs is actually going to split. Like Josh Jacobs is still a massive red zone threat. Kenyon Drake was terrible in the red zone last year. Well, There's I, no way that the Raiders are going to turn around and say that Kenyon Drake is their red zone guy.
1: No, I agree, but on the 20-yard line with three downs, are we going to see a Colts situation that we saw last year with Jonathan Taylor at the beginning of the year, where you have Naheem Hines in for three, state, three straight possessions, and then Marlon Mack goes in for a run, and then you see Jonathan Taylor with two runs. And then that's demoralizing for running backs. So we saw it with Jonathan Taylor. He wasn't getting the carries, so he wasn't performing as well. Naheem Hines finally gets hurt. Not finally gets hurt, but gets hurt. Jonathan Taylor gets more carries and starts succeeding. So it's scary for me to see, like, DeAndre Swift with Jamal Williams being added to the roster. DeAndre Swift is the definite number one, but with a looming presence behind him, kind of scares me a little bit. And that leads me into my tier five. I have Josh Jacobs at 19, J.K. Dobbins at 18, and 17, I have DeAndre Swift. Three very good running backs with a lot of upside. All three of them have running backs looming behind them.
0: Wow, you're low on Dobbins.
1: I just don't like the fact that Gus Edwards is behind him with and Gus Edwards will take a lot of carries and you also have Lamar Jackson running the ball a lot
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree on the Gus Edwards thing yeah I think he's gonna take some carries away but they're such a run heavy offense I'm gonna I'm still buying high on JK Dobbins that's where I am with him second year back their line is going to be improved I think that he's going to have a massive role and as a pass catcher he's very good too Gus Edwards gives you nothing as a pass catcher yeah but Gus
1: Edwards is the literal definition of a bus
0: Oh, that's like, that's fine. That's fine. Uh nineteen, I'll go nineteen to what, fifteen or yeah, sixteen? Nineteen fine. to fifteen. Uh I've got Miles Gaskin at nineteen, Mike Davis at eighteen, Chris Carson at seventeen, CEH at sixteen, and David Montgomery at fifteen. Okay. Any issues there? No,
1: for the most part I think we're the end of your list, we were the same, but a few of
0: those guys I have a little bit higher than you. Is there, yeah, that's or, that's because I I think I moved Dobbins up and I might have taken somebody off my list. I, oh, like Miles Sanders falls in that range. I think for a lot of people, and I don't have him on my list at all. Yeah. So, so I will do just my next tier, sixteen to ten,
1: which is my tier four. Sure.
0: I, the thing I did like about that second group there, um, I like Mike Davis's upside, and I like oh, Gaskin. Yeah. Uh, Mike
1: Davis is a guy that I find myself drafting a lot in mocks because I can get him in the 6th and the 7th. And if Mike Davis is my number 3 running back, maybe even my number 4, I'm happy
0: with that. Mike Davis, Gaskin, and Montgomery, all number 1 backs. yeah, Unquestionably number 1 backs. C.E.H., Chris Carson, pass catching upside, and high octane offense. So they're going to get touches, they're going to get touchdowns, but I think they have a little bit less to them. So if, let's say you don't get a top 3 running back... I think that Montgomery, Davis and Gaskin are better per- or better buys for you than a CEH or Chris Carson. To me, those two guys like you need to have a top back on your on your roster already because I c- I'm comfortable flexing those two, but I'm not comfortable if I have to put them as starting running backs every week.
1: The thing that is pushing David Montgomery up for me and we have him in the same spot. I have him at 15, just quick spoiler. I'm
0: not a fan of him, but I
1: at least know he's going to get the touches. And the thing is, right now, Tariq Cohen is on that PUP list that we mentioned earlier for training camp. So there's no sign of him. He's not really going to get a lot of practices. There hasn't really been a sign of him coming back as of late. So that pushes him up a little bit if that continues on into the regular season. I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 16. I have David Montgomery at 15. I have Najee Harris at 14. I have Chris Carson at thirteen, Antonio Gibson at twelve, Joe Mixon at eleven, and Jonathan Taylor at ten, and that finishes out my tier four. I know I just said Jonathan Taylor is going to fall for me, which he did because he was seven before I learned of the Quentin Nelson news. But you can't can't deny what he did last year. I don't think the Colts are going to say, "Well, we have Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack." I'm gonna we're going to go back to splitting time. I don't think that's going to happen with a, a second year guy that broke out. And then. All of those other guys are solid number twos for me. I mean, I would take... I've talked to you over the past week. Najee Harris is the guy that I'm targeting in the second round all day long. And that's great. I think it's great value into the middle to the late second round if Najee Harris is my number two. Same thing with David Montgomery, especially if Tariq Cohen isn't playing, like I said. Antonio Gibson, I expect to just continue his reign of terror that he had in the running back position last year. Granted, I probably won't be able to get him with my number two pick, maybe. It just depends on where everybody else has him. And Joe Mixon... I understand I have him at 11. I can't do him a disservice by putting him lower, but injury history really scares me there. and But it's just the offense. You have a high-flying offense with Joe Burrow coming back eventually. You have that three stud, fast, wide receiver trio that they have there, and that Bengals offense is just something that— I think you're
0: overrating the Bengals offense a little bit.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not saying that the wide receivers are good, but you have Jamar Chase. I mean, you you just said
0: three (laughs) stud wide receiver offense. Three
1: three fast wide receivers. Are any of those three guys
0: going to be ranked in your top 30? No. Exactly. So cool down
1: over there. But, okay, fast wide receiver offense. And it's just Joe Mixon is a guy that scares me every single year. I feel very bad for whoever takes him every single year. But I have to do him a little bit of respect with putting him at 11.
0: Uh, I have him at 14. Okay. Joe Mixon is my 14. I have Najee Harris at 13. Eckler at 12. Dobbins at 11. And I have Gibson at 10. Okay. So let me, let me give you the case as to why I moved uh, Mixon down a little bit. While I, I disagree with you on the Bengals actual offense. I agree with you on the Bengals offense. Like they're going to be throwing. It's going to be a passing offense. They're going to be down a lot. I like the team a little bit, but not good enough to say that they're going to be able to give Mixon 20 carries a game. Like, that's not going to happen. But Najee Harris, I expect 20 carries a game. Eckler, I expect 20 touches a game. Dobbins, I expect around 20 to 25 touches a game. Antonio Gibson should get 20 touches a game. Like, I just don't know where Mixon's touches are going to come from. While I think he has big playability, I don't know if he's going to be able to have the workload that it requires to be that that level of back. So I think 11 is a little too high for me because I could get some other guys that I know for sure. To me, running back is all about workload. Like, it's just all about workload. I get that you're flashy, but like flashy doesn't always mean that you're going to perform because if you only get seven touches, it's it's hard to do something with seven touches. 10 touches, That that's, you're one out of 10. Like, you might break one, but you also might not break one and that's tough for me to get behind. So I like Mixon. I'm not saying I don't. I have him ranked 14th, but I would say that other guys are more important or more valuable to me. Even like a guy like David Montgomery. I said the same thing. Like, if I don't get one of the top six guys, like let's say I get a Jonathan Taylor, I'd rather have David Montgomery than Joe Mixon because at least I know David Montgomery is going to get the carries. Joe Mixon scares me a bit. Like, if he's not getting the carries, he might not get the same amount of points. He has high upside. But his floor is low. He he has a low floor on most weeks. So that's that's my case there. Najee Harris, I'm actually higher on Najee than you. I think do I have him ranked lower than you? You have him thirteen, I have him fourteen. Okay. I'm higher on Najee than you are, I think. I think there's some cases where you can make first round grade on him. You have told me that you know a- Hey, 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 <laughs> why are you giving my true fantasy secrets away? Okay, I mean, I'll just say it. I've already said Najee Harris is a first-round target for me. He's a first-round target. If I'm missing out on the top six, seven guys, I'm looking at Najee Harris. I am. Yes. So my tier... I'm here trying to just absolutely give away my entire... I mean, I'm not trying to give everything to you guys. I I love all of our listeners, but I don't need them to know every single secret little plan that I have. My my
1: tier three is uh, five through nine. I have Austin Eckler at nine aaron jones at eight saquon at seven zeke at six and nick chubb at
0: five so i haven't been listing my tiers completely but yours is your tier two or tier three Uh, that was my tier three your tier three so i have this i don't have the same tier three mine tier three is actually smaller it's actually only six to nine uh nine is zeke eight is taylor seven is chubb six is aaron jones okay that's what i have there uh Zeke, I'm really down on. I'm down on him fantasy-wise. I, I struggled to put him inside the top 10, but I feel like he's still going to get the same workload. I mean, w- are you feeling the same way about that? Or Because I, I almost wanted to put him like 12th. I was kind of almost 12th with him.
1: I think with a boosted offensive line from last year and probably a more confident Zeke with Dak under center and a fully healthy offense, yeah, I think Zeke is, is very very likely to finish within the top seven top six of running backs if we get the old zeke but we could very well get the zeke that we saw last year and zeke is just starting to regress as most running backs do and he isn't a viable option at number six now saying that if i have a top eight pick and all of the top running backs are on the board and zeke is left at pick so they have the eighth pick and top seven running, ba- running backs go from one to seven, and Zeke is there at eight. I'm probably switching over to wide receiver because I would rather have the number one wide receiver like a Tyreek Hill, uh, Stefan Diggs, or a Devontae Adams over an Ezekiel Elliott. Completely agree. I completely agree. And I hate that because I don't like taking wide receiver in the first round, but I would rather have the definite workload of a wide receiver one than a definite workload of a running back that we have no idea who's gonna how he's going to do after a bounce
0: back year also someone you passed over i thought you were going to mention a little bit austin eckler give me your thoughts on him i've never been an eckler guy but i can't deny the production it's it's there just give me your thoughts on him
1: he's a pass catching running back he's a second round guy where if i'm at the turn of a draft at so say i have the 12th pick in the first round and at pick 13 austin eckler is the number one guy on the board which is unlikely I'm taking him. Or even at, in if, say, I pick eight and it comes back to me in the second round and Austin Eckler's there, I'm definitely taking Austin Eckler. I would take Austin Eckler in the middle of the second round over Najee Harris.
0: So no first round for you there? No. Too, I w- low, too low for a first round. Yes, because okay. you have to think. The, You'd rather have some of the top the wide top, receivers for you? The top four
1: you? are going. Travis Kelsey is going. And then the top three running backs are going, or three wide receivers are going, and that's basically all of the first round right there. Okay. So, no, Austin Eckler shouldn't be a number one guy for me because I would rather have Travis Kelsey over an Austin Eckler with a first-round pick. But okay. I, I like I... the upside of Austin Eckler in the Chargers' offense with Justin Herbert. Pass-catching ability also helps him in a PPR league. I mean, their wide receiver core isn't very good, so that's also more pass-catching work. You've seen Austin Eckler line up outside in the slot. I like Austin Eckler. He's a top-ten running back right now for me. I think he
0: finishes a top-ten running back. All right. I, I just... Him I'm always not certain on. It's, I always wonder whether the workload's going to be there for him. And last year we had a chance to see him with a full of workload, and then he got hurt. So that was kind of tough. It was hard to evaluate him. Uh, new offense, though, uh, with Brandon Staley coming in as the head coach. Offensive line is improved, so I, I like his upside. He's someone I'm also targeting. Uh, if I, I'm really hoping I get the last pick and I can get both of them. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it's you need to be really solid with your number one and your
1: number twos because running backs are going fast, faster than we've ever seen, which is a good and a bad thing. People are finally starting to realize the importance of a good running back, but it's bad with people that have been drafting running backs in the first round for years, and they're now saying... Now all
0: of a sudden people have caught on. Yeah, and- so...
1: but. Again, you finally. I've never said take a wide receiver in the first round, and I finally said if I'm in the ninth pick, I might be taking a wide receiver in the first round. So times are changing. You need to be able to keep up with the running backs. I'll tell you with every single mock draft I've had, if I don't get three good running backs in the first three rounds, I'm kind of screwed when it comes to my number three running back because they aren't the drop off is huge. Like, I understand my tier four to my tier five might not seem big. But that drop off, in my opinion, is a few rounds in between.
0: Make sure we come back to the third, the third running back. I, I want to when we get past our list here. I want to okay. come back to the third running back because I have a couple keys on what to look for for third running backs. All right, um, the give next, me your give me your next tier. I feel like it's only two guys.
1: The next two tiers are obvious. Either two guys in this next tier. It's Elvin Kamara at four and Derrick Henry at three. Those could be switched. Okay, so, flopped either way. S- I just like Derrick Henry more than I like Elvin Kamara. So
0: you had Barkley at six, right? Seven. Okay, so I have Barkley and Camara in that tier. I have those two. Uh, oh, cause you have I've, three
1: guys. You have your five, four, three.
0: No, I have five and four at Bar- for Barkley and Camara, and then I have one, two, three as oh, the okay. top level. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm higher on Barkley than you are. I think I trust that he's going to be back from the injury. I'm not really concerned about that at all. I, I think he's had plenty of time to rehab. We're, our technology is pretty good now. Like, he should be fine.
1: I just think with your first round pick, risk is not
0: something you want to be dealing with. And the see, risk- I, see, I disagree with you on that sometimes because your first-round pick, you got to nail it, and if you don't nail it, you're screwed. So if you're going to be screwed anyways, I have no problem taking Saquon Barkley because if you get it right, like you can win the league. Exactly, but... R- right, but if you get it wrong, and most people do actually get it wrong, like I feel like guys pick the wrong guy anyways a lot of times. So... Saquon Barkley. If I'm sitting at seven, there's no way I'm passing on him. There's no way. I'm not passing on him at six. I would pass up on Saquon.
1: Oh, see I, you, I, See, I haven't been in position in any of my mocks to where Saquon is the best running back on the board. It's the same situation where if I'm at eight and Saquon is is there with Zeke, I'm still taking a running back over or a wide receiver over Saquon. No
0: way. Yes. At eight. No way. I think so. Nope. No way, uh, at eight. I I'll, at eight. If you're in a you, ten so or a have twelve. Have there
1: been any reports that Saquon is definitely back for
0: Week One? I've seen several where the Giants have it's extremely high hopes. That it, no, I've seen that they expect him to be back. That's what I've seen. Okay, see, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any reports on Saquon yet. All I've seen is that he's looking good.
1: Okay, I'll take your word for it. Then yes, I would take Saquon over Zeke. I would take, wait. Wait. I, there's
0: there's a chance where you would take Zeke over Saquon. Well,
1: Saquon is lower on my list than Zeke, but yes, I would take Saquon in the first round. If 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 I, I can't believe I'm having it. this conversation with you. I would take your word for it. I don't like the risk in the first round. I've always been that way. I don't like the. I'm gonna take a guy that just coming off of an injury might not have the workload for the first three weeks and haven't seen any reports on. You've seen more reports than I have. Obviously, I mean, I so haven't it.
0: seen a lot, but I've seen that. They're feeling good about his his status for Week One. That's what I've seen. Like, okay, then now yeah, I'll change my mind. I just I will take Saquon. There's the no round. way if I get to pick six and Barkley's on the board, I'm not taking him. And if and if it screws me in the end, it screws me in the end. But if it works out and I don't take him, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm not gonna be the guy that had Barkley on the board at seven and passed on him for Devontae Adams, and then Barkley ends up having a 2,000 scrimmage yard season, like. I can't pass on that because that's like that can win your league. Like, yeah, Devontae Adams can win your league, too. But what has a better chance of winning your league? No,
1: I agree. It's the running back position. I'll take your word for it. I will. I'll take your word on the reports that Saquon has been reported to be there on week one. And yes, sure. I would take Saquon in the first round before I take a wide receiver. But you still have it's still in the back of my mind that there was an injury history there.
0: Also, you have Derrick Henry at five. Three. Nick Chubb's five. Okay. You you have Chubb at five? Yeah. All right. Okay, I guess I can I'm okay with that. I mean, I don't agree with it, but I'm okay with it. I won't trash you for no, it. No, I have
1: Derrick Henry at three. And it's then it's too low. <laughs> one it's too my, low.
0: I wanted my two. I have CMC at one and Dalvin Cook at two. All right. Well, I have CMC at three, Dalvin Cook two, and I have Derek I have King Henry at one. Here, here's my King Henry argument. You know he's gonna be healthy. You know inside of five yards he's getting the ball. He's probably going to have almost 20 touchdowns this year. Like He's the most consistent running back in the league, and it's not even close. I think there's a little bit of bias coming out of you right now. How is there bias coming out of me? Because you what love Derrick Henry. How, how you, can you deny that he has been incredibly dominant many, in the last three years? I
1: agree. I agree, but we have yet to see receptions out of Derrick Henry.
0: What does it matter?
1: Because he had two thousand yards last year. And Christian McCaffrey two years ago had a two thousand scrimmage yard season with a lot of a lot of receptions, which equates to a lot more points than Derrick Henry had. That's
0: fine. And who got I, hurt last year? I also like the upside of Dalvin Cook catching the ball. Who who gets hurt a lot? Didn't you have Dalvin Cook last year? And every single time Dalvin Cook gets hurt, all you hear is, "Oh no!" Every time Dalvin Cook gets hurt, that's what comes out How of many your mouth. weeks did Dalvin Cook miss last year? I think he missed two weeks. Well, one. One. How many weeks did Derrick Henry miss last year? Zero. Zero. How many did he miss the week the year before? Zero. How many <laughs> did he miss the year before? How many receptions did they have both of those years? I don't care. How many yards has he had? How I many care. touchdowns has he had? I care. I, we don't have to have. this What argument. does it matter it's, how it's, it's, he <laughs> gets the yardage? We don't
1: have to have this argument. It's it's one and two for you and I. I have Dalvin Cook one spot ahead of Derrick Henry. You have Derrick Henry one spot ahead who's, of Dalvin Cook. Who's
0: always there when you need him? You who, say that. Gets... You
1: say this. Yeah. You haven't won every year. You've had Derrick Henry.
0: I've come in top 4 every time I've had him. Is that winning? In a 14 team league, top 4 is a pretty good season. Is that winning? Okay. I mean, I no. got I guess not, you know, unbelievable. You I can't believe you would have Derrick Henry at 3. What no, do you mean? Derrick everybody Henry has, has... There's so many people that have Derrick Henry at 3. I think every single one of those people is wrong. You're so dumb. He's never injured ever. And you know he's going to have close to two thousand yards. I just I disagree. There are a lot of people that have Derrick Henry behind Alvin Kamara. At yeah, four, that's by just the ridiculous. Way. That's just ridiculous. But weeks think, weeks eight through seventeen. Let me know who's leading the league in rushing. Regardless, let me know who's just dominating every single week. It doesn't matter. It's it's a different Did have three one. weeks last year of two hundred yards? It's a difference did. of two spots for the movie. It It really doesn't matter. Listen. I would be
1: happy with Derrick Henry if if, if that's you picked I Derrick Henry
0: pick. number three overall, or you picked CMC number one overall. He gets hurt week one. You pass on Derrick Henry. Well, how's your season doing? You take Saquon, six overall, he gets hurt he gets hurt week
1: one. How's Derrick your season going? Derek
0: Henry was off the board, so the guy doesn't get hurt. He's a workhorse. You're so annoying. You are so annoying.
1: Well that finishes off. I mean, top four is pretty much known for it's the most part. Disrespectful to kids. <laughs> top three is is known for the most part. You're just dumb and switched it up in the wrong order. And I blame it on a brain Man, fart. I had Dalvin Cook too. I blame it on a brain fart. Still had Dalvin Cook too. Are there any guys out of the guys that we named that where
0: you're looking
1: before we go to that? You mentioned third running back kind of guy. Yeah,
0: third down running backs. I for or not third down running backs, for number three running backs. Rookies are most important. You should be looking at rookies as your third running back selection. Most, I think that's the number one thing to look at.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I like him like Davis. I You'll, really like okay, him Okay, like I Davis. mean, that's
0: that's fine. I don't think he's going to be a third running back option, though.
1: I think so. I think We if you just go, listed him in the top 25 if, if you you're could, in a 12-team league. There's, but I think if you go running back, running back. I
0: mean, that's fair, but by the time you make the third running, like you're not taking him in the third round.
1: I've gotten I've gotten Mike Davis as my third running back a lot in my mocks.
0: All right, but if you're t- if you're taking Mike Davis in the 3rd round no, and you took a running back in the 2nd round, you're not
1: taking Mike Davis in the 3rd round. You can get a Mike Davis in the 5th round because there are so many better wide receiver options than Mike, Mike Davis. Is he your third running back then? If I get Mike Davis in the 5th round and I, sorry, I go Are running, you
0: certain that's like that's not a guarantee he's your he's your third? If you have a high pick in the in the If you have a low pick in the 1st round and a high in the second, like you're probably going running back, running back, wide receiver, wide, wide receiver. receiver wide you receiver. might go tight end after that. Maybe, like Mike Davis might be gone already. So that's not really a third running back option to me. We had him ranked inside the top 20. That's not really third running back. Third running back you, is a guy
1: I'm telling you in my mocks I've
0: gotten Mike Davis as my third. To me, running third back. running back is a guy ranked outside of the top 25. Okay, I mean, it. You have you can't assume that you're gonna get a three running backs inside the top twenty five. In a twelve team league? No, it's, and that's fair fair to say, but I'm telling you,
1: in my mock drafts, I've gotten Mike Davis as my third running back. That's why I said I like a Mike Davis. But Yeah, that's, there high, are that's guys, highly unlikely. There are guys like Michael Carter, who I don't know if you were gonna say that I also yes, like Michael Carter as Javonte a third running Williams. Back. Those yes. are those are third running back options for me. I don't have in my top twenty-five, but I said earlier that he's the clear-cut number one Damian Harris is the third running back I even like those are those are three guys right there that we've named that I would consider sleepers they're low I mean Michael Carter is getting a lot and a lot of praise because there isn't a running back leader in the Jets right now
0: is <laughs> it a running back leader there's not another running back on the Jets, yeah as far as I'm concerned I mean they have Tevin Coleman woohoo yeah yeah Tevin Coleman so Michael, I thought he was on the 49ers. Michael, <laughs>
1: Michael Carter is definitely a guy that I'm targeting. Damian Harris is a guy that I would be targeting. But there are also those the, the chances where they're number three running back that those guys are going to bust a lot. And, I mean, if my number three running back busts, I'm hoping I have enough wide receivers to carry me through the end of the year to be able or to make a trade to get a secure number three running
0: back. Uh, other options as your third running back. First class pass catchers. Travis Etienne, I think, is, obviously he's a rookie, but a guy similar to Travis Etienne. I think a uh, guy like James White, that's a third, or your third running back, that's a good option. Guys like them. You want guys that you know they have a role on the team. They might play wide receiver every once in a while. I think that's important. Uh, Definitely not guys that are you know, like a Zach Moss or a Devin Single Carry, as I like to call him. I don't think that those are good third running back options. I think they might be options, but for me, they're in a split back system where neither of them really has a defined role. Like Leonard Fournette, I don't know if Leonard Fournette is the best third running back option. Would you agree with that? He is in. A, I 100 agree. Okay, he's in a system with Jones, Gio, Ronnie Bernard, a lot of passing. I don't know how much I like that situation for him. A guy um,
1: I like is a. Not my third, but another sleeper that I haven't named,
0: A.J. Dillon. Yeah, we I'm saw. I'm kind of high on him. We saw increased workload last year when Aaron Jones was out. Also, former Packer Jamal Williams as well. On Both of those guys, I think, high-end, third running back situations. And then, I mean, you're going to be looking at Kenyon Drake, James Conner as well. You know, those are guys that are on a team that are splitting carries, but I think that they're going to have a defined role in the pass-catching situation. Uh, definitely two explosive guys when they get the ball in their hands. So that's what I would be targeting. Um, Let's switch over to guys that you would stay away from.
1: Um, I know he's in my top 25, but I'm not touching him with a 10-foot ball. I know there are guys that are a lot higher on him, but Miles Sanders, I completely agree with you. You had him at 26. He was 23 for me. I'm not touching a single eagle. Pause right now. I want to apologize for what I said last week about Jalen Hurts. I looked at Jalen Hurts as a regular quarterback over a fantasy quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts will have a a very decent, decent fantasy career this year. And I would like to apologize for that take and criticizing you for having Jalen Hurts as a sleeper. And I got
0: yelled at. I got
1: yelled at by you <laughs> for my
0: Jalen Hurts take, but he has incredible high upside for fantasy There,
1: value. There aren't eagles that I'm touching outside of the quarterback and the tight end position. I, I, I'm just not touching anybody else outside of... Devontae that. Smith late round flyer. That's it. I'm, I'm going after Devontae Smith in a dynasty league. I, I would
0: take Devontae Smith in a late, late round in a deep league. I would. But... Like, Miles
1: Sanders, I really, I don't want him, even as my number three. I just, I don't think there's the upside there. I don't think that he's going to end up being a good running back. Another one, Melvin Gordon. I don't want to touch Melvin Gordon. Same thing with Miles Sanders. So, I
0: actually, I kind of disagree with you on Melvin Gordon. I think there's some value there. I think you're going to be able to get him really late, and I think that they're going to have to run the football a lot. Because I don't think that their quarterbacks are going to be very good. So I would say that Melvin Gordon as not a maybe maybe actually a third option at running back. I think if he's your third guy, like that's a pretty good situation for you. I think he's going to miss a few games, though. Is he still suspended or whatever? Didn't he have a suspension last year or something? Or maybe I'm forgetting something. Um, but Melvin Gordon, I'm actually kind of high on. I'm not, I mean, I'm not high on him, but. As a later option, I kind of like...
1: I don't understand how you can mention a Javante Williams and then also mention a Melvin Gordon. Because I'm high on both. I think they're going to really have to run the ball.
0: Okay, I think the quarterback situation is really bad.
1: You don't think it's going to turn into a Javante Williams gets the complete workload towards the end of the season, especially...
0: He's he's such a pass catcher, though. like I think Gordon's going to have a lot of opportunity to be a two-down back.
1: I agree, especially on the final year of his contract. But how consistent have we seen Melvin Gordon be over the past few years? And that's what I'm not banking on. I'm not banking on the inconsistency that we've seen out of him. So, I mean, he's just a guy that I'm like, all right, I'll take Javante Williams. He's a rookie that could just take the entire workload halfway through the year. But I don't really... Both of them are kind of guys that I'm like, uh, maybe I'm just going to stay away from and hope somebody drops them halfway through the year.
0: So that way I'm not paying any draft capital for. I mean, yeah, I have no I have no issues there on your take. I mean, I I just kind of like him as a late-round flyer. Not even a late-round flyer, but you get into like the 8th, ninth, 10th rounds, like the, the names kind of dry up at that spot. Like Melvin Gordon might be someone that you can flip later on. Let's be honest. Somebody's always looking for a big-name guy What's in the namesake, trade. What's namesake, yeah? uh. Guys I'm looking to stay away from, I have the Niners backfield in general. That's, I listen, I, I had Moster up there, but Moster, uh, they took the kid out of Ohio State, Sermon. They have uh, the JJ kid there. I'm blanking on a lot of names Say, There's so many guys, <laughs> the Wilson kid, they're so deep in that backfield and you never know what Shanahan's going to do. Like, I just, I'm so out on those players i like moster and i like his upside but it's tough like it's hard for me to sit here and pound the table for a 49ers player in the backfield at least yeah i mean
1: i don't know i i kind of want to disagree this is their running back room right now they have jeffrey wilson wayne gallman their fullback kyle Hughescheck, and Jamichael hasty that's pretty much it
0: and moster and trey sermon
1: well, Mostert, Wilson, Gallman, Juszczyk, Hasty. Trey Sermon. They drafted okay, him in I, the fourth round. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. But okay. I, I think Raheem Mostert has a pretty clear, clear road to being the number one.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be the number one, but he's always injured. So are you looking to maybe have a backup of the Niners? And in that case, I'm just not interested at all. Like if Mostert goes down, I'm just stay away from the 49ers' backfield. That's where I'm at. Oh yeah, with I, them. But and I
1: would I would take Raheem Mostert as a, a number four guy easily. As a number four?
0: Yeah. Wow, that's low. I don't I, know if he'd be there as a number four back.
1: I, I mean, I, I'm not worried about getting him as my number four. I I would probably I would probably be a little upset if I had to take him as my number th- if he was my number three back. But, I mean, the workload that he's going to get, I think, is just immense, especially with the high power, not high power, but the, the 49ers team in general that we're going to see. And Jimmy Garoppolo's playing for his playing for his starting role right now, and I don't think that he's going to want to lose it. So I think he's going to play his ass off, and whether that be him throwing checkdowns to his running back the entire time, I, I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> I just got I, Andrew so bad. I hate you. He's over there licking his microphone.
0: <laughs> uh James Robinson. I'm. I'm not saying I'm not touching a Jaguars running back with a ten foot pole either. I'm not saying I'm out, but my God, he scares me. Travis Etienne is is like a real thing, and Robinson might be somebody that you have to kind of stay away from this year. I could see him having a great season. So, if you get lucky and you pick him in the seventh round, like, congratulations. But if you're taking him anywhere before that, I'm, I apologize. I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't take either one of them. I just don't, I understand. I would either it's... have, if I'm taking them, I got to have both of them. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think I would have either one,
1: to be honest. I like what James Robinson did last year, but. It's the same type of thing with the looming, the guy looming right behind him. And, I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence's guy, so I think Trevor Lawrence is going to fight hard for his guy to start. And I don't like that for James Robinson. I don't think it's deserving for him to not start. I don't think it's deserving for them to have taken a running back. I think it's an absolutely messed up situation right there. But it is what it is. I can't use my anger on fantasy, but it's just really, it's really dumb, that backfield right now. You have anybody else you're low on? Everybody else that I'm low on I don't even think should be worth talking about because they're just guys that they're bench fillers with hopeful up, not hopeful upside, but just hoping that their name comes out. I mean, I'm probably staying away from most backups other than the guys that you have to watch out for injury concerns, which are the typical Alexander Madison. I'm scrolling
0: through and Alexander Madison just popped up on my list. Uh, that was kind of funny. I really, really enjoyed that right there. <laughs> but it's
1: just, there's there's every other guy that I could mention is just, I'm just not drafting for the most part. I mean, yeah, it's Alexander Madison and other important backups. But other than that, not, not really guys. Like Kenny and Drake, I'm probably not going to ever have just because I don't. My cutoff is right around most people's running back 40 and that's where it's like if i have if i have these guys oh well they're just roster
0: fillers at that point any carry on johnson love from my from philly no nothing
1: no not He's, even y- why you just have to mention his name yeah i love carry on
0: <laughs> it's just <laughs> nothing for him though no no all right you no why okay. i just you know i can't believe that detroit just got rid of him like that he
1: sucks. <laughs> no he had a few good games and then He's just, injured.
0: He's injury prone. Yeah. That's his problem.
1: He is the definition of injury prone. He's a guy he for two years straight, everyone was like, Oh, Carry on Johnson, my number running back number three. I'm fine with that. Then boom, three weeks into the season hurt. And then there goes your running As back. Someone three. that took
0: him in the second round a few years ago. Oh, yeah, that was rough. Uh Philip Lindsay. We didn't talk about him. I actually think he's a name to watch. I don't know what the the Houston situation is, but Philip Lindsay was you know a top ten running back a few years ago in fantasy, and he's still very talented. I think the Houston situation is David Johnson. I I just can't get behind David Johnson. Cannot get behind him. I don't think
1: that there's another option in Houston that I would be fine with. Not even Philip Lindsay. No. The Houston offense is just still barren as it is. I don't really want anybody to begin with on that team, but. Oh, I it's would bad. Like, I it's would bad. settle for David Johnson. So um, you
0: would rather have Johnson than Philip Lindsay? Yes. Okay. I just uh, I'm uh, not. David sure. David I'm Johnson just kind of going through these names here, and I'm just pointing some guys out. David that, Johnson is the starter. Okay. Colts backfield number two, Marlon Mack or Hines? Which one are you? I'm higher? avoiding Hines. You're out on Hines. Marlon Mack is the much better running back than than 99. even as a pass catcher though.
1: I think Jonathan Taylor is pre- progressed while well as the better as not a better pass catcher, but the pass catcher. I think it's going to be the Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack show. I don't think it's going to be 50-50 Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack, but I think it might be a Baltimore situation with a J.K. Downs and a Gus Edwards. I think it's going to be Jonathan Taylor for the most part, and then Marlon Mack is always going to be right there for if Jonathan Taylor sucks for two or three straight possessions, Marlon Mack goes in there for possession. I don't think Naheem Hines is going to see the field often unless he's lined up as a receiver. Which they very well could do, because after Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell, it's pretty desolate in, in Indian, Indianapolis. I got one last one for
0: you, Kareem Hunt. Yes. that's a, See, that's why I avoid Nick Chubb.
1: I, I, think, I hate
0: that situation.
1: I don't think it's going to be like it was last year, where it was 70, 30, 65, 35. But, yeah, Kareem Hunt's a guy that, Right around Raheem Moster, I would take Kareem Hunt because there's there's still workload there. He's still going to get me the enough points to be a, a definite running back three on my roster. He's a good flex guy. Yeah, I would take Kareem Hunt. Not, okay. He's not a flex guy every week, but look, in, in a game where the, the, the Browns are probably going to be up a lot, yes, I'm taking Kareem Hunt. I would be playing Kareem Hunt all day, every
0: day. Okay. I just wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of those guys because they're in weird situations and... You know, some people that can be tricky when there's two backs that you're not sure about. You're I want to ask you f- about the, okay. the
1: Buffalo situation. I'm, um, yeah,
0: it's weird to me.
1: Second round, second year guy Zach
0: Moss. Yeah, or, or single, Devin carry. single carry, single Terry, single carry. I mean, I'm higher on Moss than single carry, single. I'll be nice. I'll call him single Um But it's not, like, crazy high. I I don't think there's much of a difference. I'm not drafting either one. I'm staying away. Like, Zach Moss, to me, has more red zone opportunity because he's just the bigger back. Singletary might get more touches, but how many of those touches are going to result in touchdowns? Yeah, neither of those running backs I would really
1: prefer on my team. And then my last one is the Tampa Bay backfield. You had
0: Ronald Jones as your 25. What does Leonard Fournette do for you, though? Leonard Fournette is your fourth running back at best. I just, I, I can't justify have him, having him anywhere near your top three. You definitely can't start him because I think he only had like two weeks last year where he scored more than 20 points. Like, and everything else when he didn't score 20 was like five points. I I can't start that. Like, that's not something that's viable. And Ronald Jones, I like Ronald Jones. I think they're going to use him a lot. They're going to be more balanced. But Leonard Fournette is the playoff back. and I think that that's a real thing. And Giovanni Bernard, they brought him in as a pass catcher. Uh Fournette was the pass catcher last year for them, and now Bernard is he is more of a pass catcher than Fournette is. So look for Fournette's role to be diminished as they save him. So the it's playoffs. Ronald Jones for you? Yeah, I think it's Ronald Jones. I don't think Bernard has any value at all. Uh other than in maybe a deep super flex league, that would be it for me. Okay. I mean, sure. Why do you have? Do you think Fournette has value?
1: I agree with the the as my number four, but I think it's the Ronald Jones show for the most part. I kind of agree with the Leonard Fournette is going to be held until playoffs for the most part, but that's pretty much all I have. Every other backfield that we that we haven't named is just I'm avoiding completely, like hundred com- percent. A, a lot of the number twos I'm not touching at all. I mean Tariq Cohen if he's healthy I might hell no. I might take hell no. He's always the guy
0: that'll get you a touchdown.
1: Like hell David no. Montgomery isn't no. a big guy. Tariq running backs Cohen that is.
0: solely rely on touchdowns are the worst running yeah, backs. But in a
1: deep in a double flex league. I
0: I agree. Like there there, there are opportunities there. Prayers to anybody that's <laughs> in one of those leagues that you're relying on Tariq Cohen.
1: Yeah, I that's pretty much it for me. Happy birthday
0: to Thomas Eli Edward Manning's Patrick, son. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., 44th, aka Eli the Manning's GOAT. son. Stop it! Don't be disrespectful on his birthday. Aaron Rodgers' dad. I'll give you that one. I'm okay with that one. I actually prefer Patty Mahomes' dad because he just owns that boy. I would other say, than that. Yeah. It's next much week. That. Next week we're going to be tackling the receiver position. Do you want to go receiver or tight end? Next week, wide receiver, I'm wide receiver, not ready to give my tight end sleeper. You don't yet. have your tight end rankings. Oh, I have yet. my tight end rankings. But Are I'm we not... doing kickers and defenses? Is no. that we're not doing we'll, those?
1: We'll do like top five defense when we do tight ends. Top five, we'll do tight I ends. was gonna rank sure, all do, 32 We'll defenses. do tight ends, defense, kickers all in one video. All in one No, video. no,
0: tight ends got to have their own special day. You got to give some love to the tight ends. Okay, so we'll do kickers and defense. I can spend, I can spend like a good 20 minutes. We'll on do tight kickers ends.
1: and defense sometime before the season. That's pretty much all I got. Are you not going to fucking take us (laughs) into the end of the podcast? You just
0: quit on the whole podcast there. So that's going to be it for this episode, guys. And we will see you next week.